0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All things
1: covered, listeners and viewers. As you guys know, we're what, literally three weeks away from the NFL draft. A very, very important time when it comes to being a football fan, when it comes to being part of an organization, and when it comes to these prospects that we'll hear their names called in the end of April. And with that being said, if you guys have been following our show, you know we like to highlight up-and-coming prospects, guys, that you will eventually become a big-time fan of when it comes to watching the NFL. This is the show for you. If you're a fan of SEC football, this is the show for you. If you're a fan of elite-level cornerback, Play. this is the show for you our guest he is a 2022 nfl draft prospect out of auburn first team all american first team all sec in 2021 no other than outstanding high elite level player cornerback roger McCreary is joining us here patrick peterson brian mcfadden all things covered first and foremost roger how you doing how you feeling
2: uh, I'm doing good. Um, It's just great just to be here, just be in this position. Oh, man, uh, everything's just great. I'm just happy just to ride the wave and just see how everything go.
1: No question. We're excited to be a part of that process, to watch you ride this wave. Uh, But before you got an opportunity to ride the wave, let's take it back to the beginning. Coming out of high school, out of Mobile, you were a three-star recruit with various
2: offers. But what sold you to uh, to Auburn? Um coming out of high school, um my recruiting process, it wasn't really that big. It wasn't um, a hard decision to, to go to Auburn um because I always wanted to compete at the highest level on SEC. And Auburn was the only school to give me that offer because at first I was committed to South Alabama, but I decommitted because mm-hmm. coach um coach has changed and everything. So um after my senior season, Auburn, they would visit me a lot, but they never offered me. And at the end of it, they finally did. And I always wanted to be them in a way and compete at the best. And that was that was easy um easy um answer right out of me just go with Arby and that's what I stuck with it.
1: Wait a minute. So in high school you, you you had hate for Alabama before you became a Tiger.
2: Oh yeah, yes sir. Where did that come from? Um, in my process, the reason why I had to chip my shoulder because they didn't give me off. offer. That was it uh-huh. right there. Um, coming up, like I'm not gonna lie, coming up, I was a huge dumb fan. Like I used to love Julio Jones, all that, but um. When I, I finally started visiting them in Bama Kane, they gave me the preferred walk-on. So that was a chip of my shoulder right there. Like, oh no, like you can't disrespect me like that. So so right there, I want to play at Auburn to play just against them. And that was just a dream. Every time I played against, them, I just want to give them my best.
1: Man, and, and and talking about that rivalry, you kind of led me to that question when it comes to the Iron Bowl. Describe uh the iron bowl, what it's like. You know, from a player perspective, because us as fans, we know it's one of the more historical rivalries in college football. But for you being a part of the game, being an in-state product from Alabama and growing up like in Alabama, but of course, having that hate because they didn't offer you. Give us your player perspective of the Iron Bowl.
2: On um, growing up, like if you live in Alabama, it's either you like Auburn or Alabama. So we all everybody loved that game. And that's just that's just one of the biggest game ever. And like finally when I committed to Auburn and finally get to play in it, it's just different. I'm not going to lie, just the whole atmosphere, that whole week, the whole week intense, everything about it, everybody uptight because they don't, we don't even say Alabama, we say school upstate. That's how much the robbery is. It's so much history into it. We just gotta respect all people that like who've been in this game before. It's just like the hate for, for the other school. But in the game, just the atmosphere, the crawl, everything about it, just electric, like the best game ever I ever played in. It, for all my four years, it's been great. it been no downfalls, no nothing, no low energy, just high expectations, just trying to crush that team every game.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. School upstate. Okay. Nice, <laughs> nice to know. Nice to know, Roger. So you, in your four years, you went one and three versus Alabama. But that victory... That lone victory happened in 2019, and that was a special, special game. Of course, every Iron Bowl is a special game. But for you guys, that was special because, number one, you won. If I'm not mistaken, you knocked Alabama out of national championship
2: contention with that win. But how special was that game in that day for you and the um, team? That, that game, that was my really my first um, start in that game. I mean, my first Iron Bowl start right there. Yeah. So big. on. Um, we was just going back to back, like that game, like watching that game in person, actually being in it, the crowd, the stands, everything, scoring back to back, like the game was 45 to 48. So it was going back to back. It was amazing stuff, like historic stuff. Like one of my teammates scored a 100 yard interception. And that's just like the stands, everything. It was just crazy. And I will always, always remember that game. Yeah.
1: And, 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 and that same year in 2019, I mean, if you look at the SEC play, especially in the West, uh, there were some high power offenses, high power wide receivers. And let's focus on one of your matchups in 2019 versus LSU. Uh, you lost by three points. And if you go back and look at that story year for LSU, you guys played them the toughest. I mean, you took them down to the wire, uh, ended up losing by three points. But that game was it was a close game. But what do you remember the most about that matchup? Number one, going against the Heisman winner and Joe Burrow, who's playing an out having a Outstanding career so far in the National Football League. And then you look at the wide receivers, Jamar Chase, uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that matchup.
2: Um, Going into that game, that was my first career start in college football. So Wait a minute. Oh, that was your first start against LSU? That was my first start, going against Jamar Chase the whole time. So, like, going into that game, my mindset was not to let my my brothers down and everything. And then Kevin Steele, he came with a good um, defensive strategy. So, I feel like we was great. We had great D linemen. Derek Brown, so the pressure mm-hmm. was there always. But that game there, going against Jamar Chase, that, that that's when I gave him my, my confidence. That was some plays when he caught the ball on me, but that was some plays that a lot of people didn't see that I really did good, and he didn't score on me. So that kind of, like, gave my confidence. And getting the interception for Joe Burrow, too. Oh, you picked up Joe? Yes, sir. I did. <laughs> okay, well,
1: d- d- describe the route. And describe the play. What was the play called defensively for you guys? And and what
2: route did you get? And who and what receiver did you pick off? Um, I don't you remember know exa- the play. I don't, I don't know exactly, but um, I remember I was in um bracket um. It's like bracket um inside here from the safety and me and doing bracket. But um, he, before that drive, before that drive though, um, Jamar Chase had caught a nine route on. Me. He caught it on me. Yep. He almost but I stopped him. So I, I went to the sideline. They like you good. I'm I'm hard on myself. Then he told coach told him go right back out there. This is a crucial game situation. He said next go back out there we good. Next time they tried me again, and that's when I caught the interception from from the nine ball. But he tried to go back shoulder, mm-hmm. and, every, and they didn't try to throw the ball at him. So I feel like it was great for me in the future because I started picking up week by week.
1: Yeah, and I, I mean one thing I can say about you watching you. You know, covering the SEC, of course, CBS and the relationship with the SEC and watching and being a fan of your game, you have been battle-tested. I mean, your first start in 2019 came against the champions in LSU, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson. You look at some of the other elite wide receivers you played against throughout your collegiate career, you've been battle-tested. Now, when you look at the guys from LSU and then your time at Auburn playing against the guys from Alabama, uh, who would you say – was the best group of receivers you faced. And some of the names we can throw out, you just mentioned Chase. You just mentioned Jefferson. You look at Devontae. You look at uh, Waddle, Ruggs. And this past year, you also played against Dotson, right from Penn State, the whiteout game. When you guys had the white face mask, by the way, I think Auburn should wear the white face mask all the time. Forget the blue face masks and the orange. That white face mask, the white helmet was fire. And That's you got Traylon Trey, Brooks from Arkansas. Uh, now, when you look at those lists of wide receivers, Roger, I mean, give me your top three out of all the guys you faced
2: in your collegiate career. Collegiate career. Um, first, I would say what the, the toughest matchup was. I would say John Metchie. That was that was the um, the tense one right there, and um. I would say Jamar Chase and Devontae Smith.
1: Hmm. Mm. I like it. I like it. I like it. Like Mechie. Mechie's is not an underrated wide receiver, but that guy can go.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was. That was my first time actually sticking him and just that whole game. Yeah, it was just intense. That was, That's what I said. It was him. <laughs> Are you a trash talker? Nah, no, sir. And any of those if, guys talk trash to you? And I was, I had to. That was my last game. I had to talk trash to him. <laughs> okay. A different Roger showed up in, the, in your last Iron Bowl, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk trash sometimes. It depends on yeah. the game.
1: <laughs> and speaking of John Mechie, this year, uh in the Iron Bowl, you had an outstanding game. You had four PBUs, uh, played high level football, was playing against Jamison Williams, uh, until he got ejected.
2: How good is Jamison? Oh, Jameson, I say he, he's a great player. Um, going going into that game, that was my main target. Coaching them one of me stick um stick Jameson because yeah, you he, were following him, right? Yeah, the beginning of the game because he controls the offense. I say um, he's like the deep threat, the guys who can make plays. He's a playmaker. So going to that game, I know it wasn't gonna be easy.
1: How fast is he? Because I, when I look at when I watched him this past year, when I looked at Waddle, Rugs, Devontae, some of the other fast guys, even your former teammate uh, Schwartz. Uh, who hmm. plays with the browns man how fast is jameson when you compare some of the other elite uh high speed guys you faced
2: um i would say jameson jameson up there well and anthony Short. that i would say he he behind anthony Short. anthony Short, that, that's a whole different level right there i'm not gonna lie open against him every day at practice i see it in person but yeah, yeah. jameson jamison right there behind him though and, and when you look at
1: this pro uh, this the this process for you roger Draft experts, draft an, an, uh, analysts, they believe you're an aggressive style of corner, you know, but where did that style come from? You've always been an aggressive player, especially playing one-on-one uh, out, on the outside against wide receivers?
2: Uh, I guess, um, yes, sir. Um, that came from the beginning when I first um started playing corner. I mean, you gotta be aggressive to play a corner, especially my favorite thing to do is, is press. I don't let no guy get room and stuff, I like to get right in his face. So I feel like you're playing corner, a press corner, you got to have that dog in you, that dog mentality to be aggressive, to get right in their face, don't let them go nowhere. So that'd be my mentality every play. And talking about press, you know,
1: watching you, your first few years at Auburn, you played a lot of press man. You was always yeah. up in the face of wide receivers. And then in a new staff, new regime, new defensive staff. They kind of implement more zone concepts where you're playing off, playing with your eyes a little bit. Uh, what do you bring to the table in both techniques? And how big do you think – uh, that experience will be in helping your transition to the NFL.
2: Um first I would say it was just great um just getting that um that coaching um status just from like playing cover three cover two different zones and everything playing off man with um derek mason so i feel like overall i'm a great corner from press to zone to everything but um just playing zone i say like like my strength is i can react quick i'm quick i can change direction fast once i see something happen i'm on it fast because you can see more when you're off or like you in zone and everything and just press that. That's just they wanted me. That's just something that I just do easily. I love that. So I feel like going to the next level to my defense coordinator, they really helped me improve a lot. And I feel like I'm one of the best corners in this draft class that's ready for the next level. And I'm most comfortable. With that.
1: And listening to a lot of your interviews so far throughout this process, I discipline is a phrase
2: you've used a lot. Uh, how, what does that term mean to you? Um, I discipline. Um, that's that's one of the things I said I had to work on the most because my last game um against, against John Mitchell, he did a whip route on me, and was, I know what was the breakdown,
1: Break down break on whip route. A lot of our listeners and viewers uh, might not know exactly what a whip route is.
2: A whip route is when like he stutter, make a little stutter move, break up, break off inside like a slant, then break it off with a level out route, basically. But um, it's it's stuff like that. Um, when he break inside. I, I would have him at that moment. So I will look in at the quarterback. That's why i be like, my eye would be wrong. Then once I look at the quarterback, that's when he breaks the slant out. So that's the reason why I say my eye dismant, because that was the only time when I got scolded on. Is mm-hmm. that the season was that wrong. And it was all because of my eye one Yeah. And how
1: would you describe the mental part of playing cornerback to someone? Someone who never really played the game of corner. Uh, watch a lot of football, but they don't know exactly the ins and outs that goes into being a pre- pretty good, consistent cornerback. How would you describe the mental part?
2: On the mental part, I say that's that's the toughest um, position at it. I would say because there's plays you know you can't make, and there's some plays you're gonna do great. Um, like if you get scored on, you gotta think, you gotta go to the next play because it's all mentally. Because you can't let that affect, you can't let that play affect you throughout the whole game. So it's all mentally just being there and helping your teammates. And um, another thing is. When you think you're doing great, you can you can have a lot of plays. You can do good, like 50 snaps and everything. And that one play, a lot of people can can judge you off that one bad play. So that's another thing how people gonna come at you hard, saying, "Oh, you want you, you didn't do good." It's all that blah blah blah. But you can't let that get to you. That's why I saw mentally because they gonna always remember that one bad play and not the other good plays. So that with playing cornerback, I say that you guys you gotta have a strong mind and just play the next play and always be confident in yourself that you, you're just a great player. And that's just my mindset right there. I'm on to the next play. I'm going to compete every time.
1: Well, let's uh, we're going to do a little hypothetical right quick, because I love breaking down the ins and outs of the game of football within itself, especially for a lot of our viewers and fans who've never been in a huddle. I'm Coach McFadden. I coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm interviewing you, Roger. Came down to your pro day. I want to sit and talk to you. All right, let's go back to the Iron Bowl. I see you had four PBUs against Alabama. What was one rule that you learned the week of getting ready for Alabama when it came to scouting their offense that you knew exactly, based on formation or based on alignment from the wide receivers, you knew exactly what route combinations you probably you were going to get. And that put you in position to be successful and probably coming up with one of these PBUs. So what was a, a great scouting tilt you had getting ready for this uh for Alabama in this past year's Iron Bowl?
2: Oh yeah, most definitely. Um that was just one um main formation that, that they always use. It's a three by one. Um Mitchell, he would be in the boundary depending on his split. It would be tight sometimes. And Jameson will always be at the three. It could be a bunch or it can be a, a split um three by one.
1: So Jameson would be the inside, he would be the yeah. inside uh third receiver.
2: Yes, sir. And um Mitchell would be um and the one receiver to the boundary. Number one. Yeah, so um basically that's on that we it is high alert. It depends on Jameson, because he always the deep threat of Bama. So when that happened, they always do a lot of deep balls, deep posts, deep overalls. So Mention and Jamison, they basically do deep overalls every time. It always happened. Like a lot of people never noticed that. Or Mechie would do a 15-yard, 15-yard hitch. If he push up vertical straight, he, he dropping that 15 yards. If Jamison stem hard inside, he going to either do a deep overall, or he going to fake it and to go do a corner route. So it's basically off they they reading off your alignment and everything. So with that, that's one thing we always noticed. And um, another thing, um, a guy like when we matches that matches the two receiver and he's on the ball and one is off, and they pass the logo. They do a lot of um big shots. They do shots like nine routes, nine balls. They just throw fades, and that's one of the players I had recognized before it even happened. So mm-hmm. that was something I always rec- I Always knew before it, it um even happened. So I feel like going into that game, I prepared a lot for it, and I feel like it came out great. Okay. I like it. I like it. Just understand, the way you prepared
1: on Saturdays is times three. Because some of the offenses that you will see in the National Football League, the team can be sorry, can be piss poor, but the preparation still needs to be on a high, high consistent flow for you to be in positions to be successful. Most people who watch the game of football, they all think it's mostly athletic. That put you in position. No question, you got to be fast. You got to be quick. But up here, when you're able to recognize what's going to happen before it actually happens, that's when you start to take off. So that's well said. Well said. I like. I like it. I like it. So we're gonna see what the Steelers are gonna do because, like I said, I just was playing as Coach McFadden with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So let's see. Let's see. So now let's get ready for this draft process. Let's go through the pre-draft process. You had an opportunity to play in the Senior Bowl. I played in the Senior Bowl some few years back. I got my Senior Bowl jersey over there, by the way. Uh, Russell, we had Russell jerseys. I don't know what you guys wearing. Never seen, but we had Russell. But uh, like, well, you know, being from the city of Mobile, they recognized February fourth, twenty twenty two as Roger McCreary's Day. How special was it to be part of the CM Bowl in your hometown?
2: Um, it was just great. Um, especially that day on Roger McCreary Day, it was great because um, somebody I, I had look up to was Deshaun Davis. Um, he had that day too at his school. He got invited. So it was just great actually seeing him. And I never thought that it would ever happen to me. So I feel like that was inspiration. Like he pushed me drive my, my freshman year. So I'm um, finally getting invited to the Senior bowl, a game that you grew up watching since you was a little kid, going to their practice, asking for their gloves and everything. It was just great. And just finally being there, I just finally being there, it was everything was just great. Um, behind the scenes, it, it's a little mental. Like you got to be mentally strong for that, though, because you yeah. have me and meeting coaches and everything. That's something they never told me about but just from like the part where everybody see it just, it's just great practicing there on um, being with the other three Mobile guys from there and just on um, actually playing in that game at South Alabama in Mobile. Everything about it was just great. It was just a childhood dream.
1: Man, that's so special. You got your own day. So every yeah. <laughs> every year, February 4th in Mobile
2: is oh, yeah. Roger McCary's day. Yes, sir. That, that always makes me smile every time I think about it. Just wait till next year. When that day come, I'm going to make a scene. <laughs>
1: Oh no question, man. That's legendary. You will forever be remembered. Mm-hmm. Think about that in Mobile. So make sure you make everyone from Mobile proud of your next steps in your professional career, on and off the football field. Now, getting ready for the draft. I mean, if you're watching, you know, CBS, if you're watching CBS Sports, or you're online, you look at the draft process. There are two corners that everyone is talking about when it comes to Sauce Gardner and Derek Stingley Jr. They get mentioned as the best in the class, right?
2: But why do you believe you belong in that conversation with those guys? On um, what you said earlier, you said all the receiver guys that I had went up against. There was a lot of guys that I had went up against. I I would say me in Israel class, nobody never went against the receivers that I had went against. I had played against the best receiver from weekend to week out. I'm going against them every time. And I did great. I'm, I'm 100% confident about that. But just me, just the player that I'm just the player that I am, I'm a tough guy. A lot of people, a lot of people talk about my measurements and everything, but still like that, that don't mean nothing to me because I compete against the best and I did great. I'm just um a corner who's who's physical, who's smart and happen. I can tackle. Um, I'm smart. I'm a player of the game. Everything about it is just great with me. I would say going to the next level, I'm just confident that I'm going to do great and I'm going to be the best out of this whole cornerback. I would say.
1: Pat P is joining us now with this candid conversation with Arben Tiger urban tiger corner uh roger mccrary before before we continue this conversation i mean both of you guys represent the tigers
3: right tiger yeah
1: so which is the real tiger
3: or eagle <laughs> they don't even know they, they holler war eagle and <laughs> Your <Yeah,
2: laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. point pat p they got they got <laughs> two <laughs> mascots they got an Thanks. eagle and the tiger which one is which
2: Deirdre, I, I really don't know either, but I'll say, I'll say, um, that's the thing I always ask, but we, we really did talk. Like we have a tiger mascot though.
1: <laughs> hey, Pat P, what was your record against Auburn I, when you were at LSU? I, we got, what'd you say, Matt? What was your record against Auburn when you was at LSU?
3: Um, I lost against Auburn one time, man. One time. Cam Newton, the Heisman, the, the year Auburn won the daddy. Okay. So you were two and one. Yeah, two and one against uh against Auburn. I also, I was the first team to beat. We were uh, two thousand eight was the first team to beat Auburn since the Bonfire. and mm-hmm. LSU first team to beat Auburn, um, you know, in Auburn since the Bonfire because we haven't won there in like you know I believe it was like seven straight years. Yeah. going to the stadium, and uh, we we was the first team to win there since that since that happened. Okay, all right. Yeah. Hey, but Roger, yep. man, enough about the real tigers. <laughs> what was it? Uh, what would it mean to you to be a, a first round uh, draft pick? And that, um, and what's your expectation at this point, leading into the draft?
2: Um, it would be great. Um, to be um, a first round draft pick, um, it, it's not something that I really think like much about. Uh, I, I would just be happy to just be drafted because not a lot of people get drafted. But um, being drafted in the first round, it would be great. Um, to finally let people know that. I am really am a great player, and I would prove a lot of people wrong. I'm going into the next level. I just need that one phone call, and I'm going into it. I just want to start right away. I just want to hit the team no matter what. That's going to be my mindset going into it.
3: Yeah. Well, going into draft, like, what's some of the things you can tell a team what they will be getting from Rodgers? Obviously, we see a lot of stuff on tape, but what are some things that, that may not pop up on tape
2: that teams may not have seen uh, from you? Um, a lot of people would just say um I'm just a man corner, but um I feel like I'm 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 an overall great corner. I could play zone. Um that's a lot that I feel like a lot of people ain't see, but I'm really great at it because I really see the field, and I really like a player of the game and I, I like recognize plays for it happened. So I feel like I would show a lot of people like that cover two, just just disguising a lot of stuff besides just man and everything. And I feel like that that's a big thing. And
1: talking about some of the teams. Uh, we 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 we've heard that you recently visited uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Tennessee Titans. Tell us a little bit about that process and what what type of vibe did you receive from both teams?
2: Uh, it was just great. On um, my first visit, it was Tampa. It was just going in and out, talking to the coaches and everything. They just want me um just catch a vibe around, now talking to everybody. Um, <laughs> I had met three. I mean, met two of my other um Auburn teammate, Tigers, um Jamel Deem and KJ Britt. So yep. uh, I feel like. Like, Temple, like, they really loved our urban guys, and it would be great coming in with them guys to help me and being under their, under their wins and everything. And you know, um, Tennessee tying, that was another great place um, I was at. The coaches, um, they had great personalities. Um, I, I just liked the everybody there. Like, everything was really great just going into it, and they just told me how everything would be, how everything would go, and I really liked what they said.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Roger, I want to know if there's any
2: truth to this story about you
3: eating baked beans and sugar. Before a football game, two part
2: question, and will that continue on Sundays? Oh yeah, most definitely. That's that's a soft thing right there. Before every game, I mean, my freshman year there was no beans there. so I kept asking people like, "What are beans at?" So I guess <laughs> I guess I kept getting on their nerves. And sophomore year they found, like made beans for the pregame, and I always ate a full plate, like eight packs of sugar, just pulled, just number beans and sugar. And they'll be on um, me talking about I might have gas and stuff like I really don't have gas. I'm so used to it now, so I just be tanning up. And um, y'all going good. That's why I asked on um, Tampa and on uh, Times like y'all gonna have baked beans and everything. They're like you can go and get your own stuff. So I'm I'm gonna change that though. No matter the team I go to, I gotta change. I gotta have some beans now. If it ain't
3: broke, why fix it? Hold on, uh-huh. wait a minute. If it
2: Hold ain't on,
3: bro.
1: Why fix it? I hear you, Pat. I hear you, Pat. Wait a minute. You eat a plate, Johnson, a plate full man. of baked beans, full plate. Full Before of you plate. going out to the cover the Devontae Smiths of the Royal and the Jamar Chases, you eating the whole plate of baked hey. beans. That's it and sugar.
3: Man, Matt, to- man, Chad Johnson eat artificial beef, man. Every that's day, fat P, you,
1: Listen, all of us <laughs> have been to a barbecue. All of us has partake in eating baked beans. Bruh. That baked them baked beans sit heavy in the stomach, bro. I mean,
3: Ooh, I'm. Man, air, air. obviously, Roger, hey, his, his digestive system is a little, hit. Hit a little different than ours, man. The beans <laughs> right with him.
1: <laughs> man, I eat a, I eat a, a half a a, a, a not even a half a plate. Give me two spoonfuls of baked beans. I'm sitting on somebody's hey, toilet.
3: Roger, I got a <laughs> question. So, who making these baked beans? The, the, the team making these baked beans? Are they putting the hunt? Are they putting mustard, ketchup, barbecue sauce? Like, what's the ingredients going into these baked That's beans? The, like, what? what they, um, just mustard.
1: Nobody no, you' no on baked beans, Pat. You talk about you got to give me some barbecue sauce and a little sugar, brown sugar. No, I'm hey.
2: asking asking oh. for the ingredients. Okay, <laughs> tell you the truth, I really I really don't know what they put into it because it'd be nasty at first. So like my <laughs> agreement, my ingredient is it be butter and sugar, but like I don't have butter, now. so at that moment I could turn anybody nasty baked beans good just by putting sugar in it.
1: Okay, what you <laughs> drinking
2: with this? What kind
1: of beverage you got?
2: It, it don't oh, matter. I right. spray. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, it don't matter. Probably just get a ray of water or something. It don't matter. Man, I'm all the way through. Yeah. That's something,
1: man. That's man. I'm trying to be light as possible. Them boys out there moving fast. I don't need nothing to try to hold me down. You know, it's a mind thing, too. If you eat too much, right. the first thing you going to say, man, I'm going to be slow. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, the first <laughs> false step you're going to take, you'll be like, man, I ate too much pre-game water. Right. doing pregame one. I'm do a pregame beer. <laughs> stuff nah, just to... h- come up with the belt line just a little bit. <laughs> nah. Hey, hey, you feel that, man? I, I ate too much doing pregame meal, man. The first time you can take a fall step and that boy get a step on you, man, oh boy. It might be a long oh, day. Hey, Rod, you got up. any other rituals that you partake in before games outside of eating a whole plate of baked beans and sugar? Nah, that's a, that's...
2: that ain't for real. <laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> like, in the words of Pat P, if it's not broke, do not try to fix it. Well, whoever drafts <laughs> you, make sure you you had your plate of baked beans because it ain't slow you down to this point. So hey, I can tell you this much: well, by the time you hit year ten, Pat P, I wanted to no, be yeah. still eating baked beans then.
3: Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, he definitely changed that uh that pregame ritual around. I probably, I, I not even year ten. I probably say year five.
1: Year five, <laughs> the baked beans won't be there no more. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gonna be surprised. <laughs> hey, you're fine. We're going to see if you still eat them baked beans when well, you got them little beep beeps yes, out there in front of you. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, hey, last question for you, uh, Roger. Uh, what are your plans for draft night in a few weeks? Draft is literally three weeks away. Do you have any plans, you and your agent, you and your family, you guys thinking about the process? I don't think they have given the invite yet uh, who will be there in person in Vegas, but what are your plans initially?
2: Um, my plans is to stay home in Mobile no matter if I get the invite. I just want to um stay here in my city and be with my support system. They are the reason why I made it this far, so I want to celebrate that moment with them.
1: That's dope. That's dope. Hey, Pat P, man. Before we let Roger go, uh, man, you future Hall of Famer. I mean, any words of encouragement that you can give Roger when it comes to advice, ways of being a, the best pro he can potentially be. Uh, what, 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 uh, you know, what advice you have for Roger?
3: Uh, man, honestly, it's just it's real simple, man. Stay true to yourself you know, try to find a way to build a routine and stay true to that routine, you know, and don't let anything break you out of that routine. You know what I mean? And just always work at your crowd every year, no matter how good you feel that you have been the previous year, always work at your crowd because at the end of the day, the guys you're going to be going up against next year, they'll watch you as you should be watching them as well. So they're trying to get, you know, the, uh, uh, you know, the next step on you. So you have to find ways to, always evolve with the game and involve your game um, to, to tailor, you know, to, to the best of, uh to the best of you. So you can go out there and, and dominate on Sundays, but, you know, it's not real, it's not real scientific or, you know, really, you know, hard, you know, the biggest thing is just staying true to yourself and, and really understand, you know, the, the, the position that you're in and don't really take it for granted. You know, I mean that's the biggest thing, man. Just really be blessed that the position that you're in, you know, listen to every older guy that you're around and uh and be and be coachable. You know, you don't want to be a guy that that's not coachable and, and think he knows everything, you know. And um those are just a couple, you know, things I can share with you that I believe that'll help you have not only a, a long career, but a successful career as well, because those are some of the things that you know, I was able to do to you know help me catch capture some of the achievement achievements um, that I uh, achieved in my career. So, I wish you the best of luck, and I uh, hope you go high as you high as you want to. You know, everybody that have dreams of going first round, but as long as you get in there, man, as long as you get in there, you have an opportunity to go out and showcase your talent. So, don't be bummed if you don't go first round. No question. Lord knows that you you will be you know, on the playing grounds that you fulfilled and, and saw yourself, you know, your, your whole childhood life and going throughout uh, throughout college. So, you know, make the best of the opportunity that's in front of you. You know, you just can't worry about, you know, the next man or I was better than this guy and, and things like that. Just make the best of your opportunity and go from there.
1: No question. Also to remember, the situation is is more important than where you than the draft position. You know what I mean? You want to get drafted high, but most importantly, you want to go into a good situation so you can be the best player that you can be. And there lies the opportunity to create longevity for yourself. Mm-hmm. And one yep. thing Pat mentioned, there's no off season, especially for defensive backs. You got to yep. be in the best shape of your life every year. Pat talks about this all the time. We see why receivers come in and out of the game, right, Roger? But you don't yep. see DVs going <laughs> in and out. Maybe bringing in no fresh legs just to run you deep on a screen route. And then the, the main guy come back, and now he trying to route you up after you just ran a full gasser covering a screen route that went went deep. So just understand there's no off season. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, Roger, man, thank you for joining us here. All Things Covered, Pat Peterson, Brian McFadden. Uh, we wish nothing but success for you in this process. Enjoy the process, appreciate it, embrace it, and understand you about to become one of very few to ever hear their name called in the National Football League's NFL draft. So enjoy it, be safe, and keep grinding. And, and, and do me one favor. I know you. we said earlier in the show, I asked you a question about you really don't talk too much trash, but that Iron Bowl Roger that I saw this past December, was November, up? bring that Iron Bowl Roger out yep. every Sunday. Pat P, <laughs> he was out there yapping. It was personal for him. It was really like personal. He got a chip on his shoulder when he played against Alabama. But bring that November Iron Bowl Raj out every Sunday. And if you do that,
2: look out. God, yes, sir.
1: Yes, sir. Be safe, man. Thank you for joining. I
2: appreciate it. Huh?
0: <laughs> okay, picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.